Welcome to the Rogues on the Road podcast, where we talk food, beverage, travel, and everything in between. Thanks for joining <laughs> us and uh, tuning in. I'm Rich. I'm Matt. And where we are we? We have Tanya with us here at the uh, Delta Sky Club at JFK Airport. And um, yeah, we are actually recording uh, semi live from JFK's Delta, Delta Sky Club. And it's more than just a lounge. I know. It's an experience. This is a whole experience, and I'm kind of digging it, and I feel like we didn't know anything about this. Well, it's like a secret club. It's a big secret club. But, so welcome, Tanya. Tanya's from uh, Bowles, Amsterdam. Thanks, pleasure to be here. Nice to look at the planes. Yeah. And be on your show. And drink uh, some gin and tonics, Spanish style. Always. Zanbrak. Yeah. So before we get into that, let's talk about getting here and what that was like. Oh, you mean through the airport? Yes. Uh, it was a bit of a kerfuffle. <laughs> Two hours later? <laughs> yeah. So um, a big baggage um, of equipment didn't fit through the security machine. Yeah. So uh, we had about eight different trays um, between us that went in eight different directions Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> over a period of an hour. It took us, yeah, an hour to get here. Yeah. And uh, We could have it, flown here quicker. Well, they tried taking the equipment box and put it through the x-ray. And it got stuck. And it got stuck. And then you start getting the looks from everyone behind you because you just got, you skipped everyone. Right, right, right. So we're, we have an escort. And uh, she's she's sitting right next to us. She's like our mom right now. Yeah, we have we have JFK's mom <laughs> guiding us. You gotta behave. Yeah, yeah, I know. She's, she's, she's got been, us. She's been with us the whole time since yeah. we got here. Yeah. But did not realize that we'd have to go through the actual security that we went through right. just to get here. And then I lost my uh, fake boarding pass. But hey, <laughs> I, I got in somehow. So if you do if you do make it to JFK and you have access to a Delta. Sky Club, do it. Do it. It's uh, you. You get a. You can get a day pass if you're an American Express Platinum card holder. Complimentary drinks and food. You can. It's all complimentary. That's great. Showers. Showers. And um, some comfy chairs and yeah. lots of people to look. And at. if you if you're not a Delta Sky Club member, you can just pay sixty bucks. And if you are like us, and when we go to the airport and you sit down, you're waiting. For you to catch your plane, you're going to pay 60 bucks in food and drink just waiting for your plane. That's a really good point, mate. Thank you. For sure. A beer is 10 bucks at least. At least. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's all airport brands. You're either going to get like Sam Adams, right. maybe a Brooklyn Lager. A Stella. Or a Stella. It's, it's all the same. It's right. all the same. So if you're going to be paying that, I would pay 60 bucks. That's a really smart idea. I never thought about that. Yeah. And just come here. And if you come up here, it's very active. There's a lot of people, but it's very chill, and I don't feel like I'm in an airport. No, right, right. Do you? It's, it's not, not at all. It's a no. nice, easy way to uh, a long haul flight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And they have showers, which is kind of cool. cool. I kind of want to stay after. I would bring my flip flops for that experience. <laughs> <laughs> or my, I've, well, this or my <laughs> athlete's foot cream. <laughs> this place is spotless. It is. It's spotless. It is. 
So, um, so here we are. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, there's um, and just some Delta. Can I just read a couple of Delta you, Sky Club? You do that. I'm gonna do that. Oh, sponsored by Delta. Yeah. So we've got 17 million guests a year come to this. Not just this, but I guess Delta clubs are all over the place. Yep. Um, including over 50 in the United States. Yep. And we see uh, an American serviceman walking by in his fatigues, which is kind of cool. Uh, They do handcrafted cocktails, which is what we're going to talk about. Dive into. And dive into, which is very different from going, again, to that bar experience and having the basic Jack, Grey Goose, all those airport brands. So you get a chance to have something different, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. And... uh, the bartenders are very well educated on the, what they're serving by the looks of it. Uh, yeah. So, um, there kudos are, to them. Well, let's dive into what we're experiencing here. So, again, welcome. Tanya. Pleasure. You are from Russia originally, but you I sound am. like you're from Amsterdam. Yeah, I'm from the vodka land, but funny enough, I actually don't drink vodka. I prefer gin. Perfect. Okay. Well... Vodka is kind of flavorless. It's flavorless gin. So, it, you know, it, it's that vehicle that you put your botanicals in and you exactly. get all that wonderful. Yeah, Vo- I prefer a bit more complexity in my cocktails. Yeah. So like vo- vodka is a baseline for gin? Well, gin is kind of, if you simplify it, could be a juniper flavored vodka. Okay. Uh, yeah. But so you- it's a bit more complex in a cocktail. Uh, you can do... A lot more things with it, although you can do many things with vodka. Um, but neither, I prefer straight. <laughs> yeah, gin, I would say, is not meant to be drank neat. Right. It's definitely a cocktail spirit. Right. I, I would agree with you, and I think, you know, brown spirits are nice, neat, and they're nice on the rocks and also at almost room temperature sometimes. But gin, I definitely don't get that vibe from. Yeah, no. And in my student days, I drank so much vodka neat that, no thank you. Uh, that's like me with tea. <laughs> there you go, I'm done. Uh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So what's your favorite gin cocktail? Well, I would say there's some classic ones that I are my go-tos. Okay. Um, do you know French 75? No. It's a nice celebratory cocktail, perfect for the holiday season coming up. So it's a gin, gin base, a bit of lemon juice, a bit of sugar, simple syrup, and topped with uh, sparkling wine. Oh, wow. Sparkling wine? Yeah, it's a champagne cocktail. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds interesting. And another one of my go-tos when you go to a bar and don't see a gin cocktail you like on the menu is a bee's knees. Have you heard of bee's knees? I've heard of bee's knees. That's a prohibition classic. Bee's knees, it's one of my favorite cocktails. What's in a bee's knees? It's so simple. It's honey syrup, so basically honey and water, lemon juice, and gin. That's it. Perfect. Sounds good for a cup. And I've even seen it with a sprinkle of bee pollen floating on top. Really? Which is kind of like, makes that really nice. The signature. Right. So it's, um, those are the... Probably my favorite. I like the bitter. Yeah, you like your Negronis? Yeah, I like my Negronis. Yeah, it's uh, Negroni celebrating 100 years this year. Did you know? No. 
Yeah, 100 years old. Wow. Wow. That's also a classic. Also simple, also three-ingredient cocktail. Yeah, just gin, uh, a bittering component, and it yeah. doesn't always have to be uh, Campari. Exactly. You learned at uh, the Proof Awards. Absolutely. Galliano Aperitivo got a perfect score of 100 points. Yep. We gave out a few Century Awards there. You did. We did. And you took... The silver. Silver. Yeah, Damar Jin got a silver award. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's being highlighted here today. So tell us a little bit about Damrak. Um, we saw that we went on, if you go on to, if you Google it and mm -hmm. it comes up, it, it, I kind of dig it because it's Amsterdam and it says it's the best damn gin out there. Yeah, that's the joke we make. Oh, I kind of dig it. Nice I like it. Twist on words. Amsterdam is called the dam. That's the nickname for Amsterdam. Oh, okay. So we are the best damn gin. The best Amsterdam gin. And, and the only Amsterdam gin you can drink here. Did gin originate in Amsterdam? So the story is a bit more complex. Okay. Originally it was Geneva. Geneva yep. is a Dutch spirit that was created um, in the Netherlands. Okay. I think it was 15th or 16th century. Um, but Geneva is a, a more complex spirit than gin. It has malt wine components, so a grain distillate component to it and also a bunch of botanicals um, but uh, it was known as a Dutch courage still known as a Dutch courage yeah, yeah, yeah. because Dutch the Dutch courage. army was so right. courageous and dashing on That's the battlefield yeah so uh, the British wanted to find out the secret of the courage and try to create something similar when William of Orange the Dutch king was became a king of, in the UK uh, which wasn't in the UK at the time, but so gin is an attempt to create Geneva, basically. Okay. Strip down botanical, strip down jun uh, sorry malt wine grains, and you have juniper distillate, which became the gin. That became the, and and unfortunately, um, the people of Amsterdam can control their gin intake because apparently the Brits can't. No, yeah, right. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> My visor. <laughs> so you can say the Dutch originated the gin. The British actually made it a gin and tonic, the go-to cocktail. Right. And then the Spanish perfected it to the next level. Which is? And which made the Spanish gin and tonic, which we are enjoying today. And this gin and tonic, so the Spanish gin and tonic, I did a little research right. coming out here, and the Spanish gin and tonic is a very big kind of trend-setting cocktail and to be honest this is the first time I've had it and it is extremely refreshing uh, it's got thyme in it a cucumber slice a lemon wedge and a bunch of juniper and a bunch of juniper and yeah. if you imagine a hot day in like a Barcelona <laughs> you like that that'd be nice yeah Thank you, um, Delta. <laughs> sitting down and drinking this, this is probably the only... Yeah, it's like a poolside drink, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, so, you know what makes a gin and tonic Spanish? No. What? No. So, first component is glassware. Oh. Uh, suddenly, uh, we don't do the highballs. Spanish gin and tonic is meant to be served in a special glass called Copa de Ballon, Copa which de is Ballon. a bowl cup. So oh, you wow. can imagine a big bowl uh, glass on a stem. 
uh, it's a wine glass, but it's a, a special glassware for gin and tonics. So here we have the wine glass. In the US, copper de balance are not so common, so we use uh, wine glassware. Right. And then second component is the garnishes. And it's really a fair game what garnish you use. It can be citrus, berries, even veggies like uh, right. jalapeno or cucumbers, right. uh, herbs of course, mint, thyme, rosemary. Yeah, I saw some like different herbs that were, and rosemary sounds delightful. Yes, so this is one of the interpretations, but you can really be creative and create right. your own recipes. Right, it's like tea. Yeah, it's right. kind of, and you're I'm sort of explaining that. And I'm sure each, I'm sure each region of Spain, depending upon what's in season, what they're doing, right. kind of manipulates. Right, so you get these little twists. Yeah. Yeah, and I read that 80 to 90 percent of what you taste come f comes from your sense of smell. So that's why when you highlight your gin and tonic with all these different botanicals, Garnishes, herbs, yeah. then yes. it suddenly becomes a, more, a lot more interesting of a cocktail. Absolutely. And everyone has a different sense of smell or palate. So, um, yeah. yeah. And so when we're talking botanicals for Damrak, there's 17 botanicals. Now, gin is mostly juniper and coriander. That's right. the main, main part of it. And then you have all these other botanicals. On Damrak, they say they, they give some of them away. Do you know some of the botanicals that are used? Yes. And <laughs> they keep some that are secret. Yeah, so we have a list of 17. We disclose, I think, 10. And our master distiller really likes to keep his secrets Good to friend. himself. Good so uh, with Damrak, it's definitely citrus forward. So citrus yeah. is first on the palate that you will smell and taste. We use... Uh, Curacao orange peels. Curacao oh. is a Dutch island, uh -huh. so that's handy. Valencia oranges from Spain. Uh, lemon peels. Wow. And then uh, a bunch of different botanicals. Coriander seeds, lavender, for a bit of floral notes, cinnamon, uh, star anise, angelica roots. Those are the ones for this course. See, and I taste it as, as you're describing it. It's always good. They, they pop out at you. They pop out at you when you're describing it. Right. Yeah, so if you wanted to try to make a Spanish gin and tonic at home, you could go for orange, cinnamon stick for a fall serve, yeah, or right. a sprig of lavender in the summer. Have, you, have you ever done the, um, the, the toasted cinnamon stick where they light it on fire and let it smoke a little bit? That yeah. gives a whole new. That kind of gives a whole new flavor profile. Yeah. That's kind of trending right now. Yeah. That would be a fun thing yeah. for yeah, Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, yeah. Brit yeah Brittany would know about that. Yeah. Uh, limited space. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully we're good on our SD card. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, I've got another one. We can pop it in. Perfect. We may have to do if if we lose, we'll do a pause and then we'll do a part two. A part two. So. What about the, so the, the master distiller, tell us about the master distiller. How long has he been the master distiller and where did the recipe originate from? And is it the original recipe from what? Bowles has been around since, what, the 17th century? Uh, older, <laughs> since older. 1575. Yeah, yeah, so wow. the company that I work for that owns Damrak Gin is called Lucas Bowles. It's based in Amsterdam. It's been around since 1575. So it's the oldest distilled spirits brand in the world. 
And um, we do have a lot of archives from back in the day. Uh, we were lucky enough that a lot of those books were preserved and are oh, now wow. in our Balls Museum. Uh, where's, the, where's the museum? So there's, there's kind of three components to the historical part of our, our company in Amsterdam. We have the House of Balls experience, which cool. is in the museum square across the street from the Van Gogh Museum. Okay. Uh, you go through the history of the company there and then end your tour with a cocktail. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> the like cocktails are <laughs> top quality. Uh, then we have an archive room uh, by our barrel uh, storage warehouse. So that's outside of Amsterdam. That's where all the most valuable pieces are kept. And where are you? So what are you storing in the barrels? What are you aging in oh, barrels? Geneva. What? Geneva. <laughs> So you do a Geneva. It just doesn't get imported into the United yes, States. Yes, yes. Our Lucas Bowles... No, it does. Actually. It does? Yeah, Lucas Bowles produces Bowles Geneva, okay. which is the biggest Geneva brand in the world. Um, and we age it in barrels. You can buy, of course, in the U.S., the oldest Geneva from us you can buy is aged 18 months. Okay. But in the Netherlands, it's four years, six years, even 10 years. Oh, wow. wow. What does a 10-year Geneva taste like? Uh, is it anything reminiscent of gin? Of, of gin, really. how like an, like an no. average consumer would... Yeah, not really. It's much more closer to whiskey, but to me it's more interesting because of the complexity of the recipe. And it probably takes on more of the barrel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. mean, barrel-aged gin is... Right. You definitely have barrel-aged, but this is just seems like a whole different ballgame. Yeah. yeah, in 10 years' time. Wow. Yeah, and then the last component is our distillery which uh, is located by Damrak. Damrak is the square in the center of Amsterdam. And back in the 17th century, that's where the ships from Dutch East India Company were unloading their herbs and spices. That's where they checked for quality, traded the merchants for there. And that's why it's easy in Amsterdam to make something like a Geneva or gin, because all the Dutch East Trading Company has access to all of these different botanicals right. that exactly would be well actually lucas Bowles, the, the the guy our company is named after had a stake a share of dutch east india company that's why we were able to be out in the market for so long that's great yeah that's great. so uh, back in the day on damrak square all those herbs and spices that were traded that's what inspired the name of our gin uh, because a lot of the botanicals are used in this recipe, but also our distillery is located right there, just um, steps away from Damrak. And it's in a really old building. Uh, I think the building comes from 1600s, so it's a small, tiny distillery. It's very craft, as crafted as it gets. Um, and the adjacent into, to it is a tasting tavern where you, it's I mean quite popular. Public, it's right. quite popular with the tourists. Uh, it's called Wine and Fucking. It's <laughs> called what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. always makes that effect. What was that? Wine and why not? Wine and fucking. Why not? It's got to be not? Dutch for something. It's a name. It's a name. It's a name. That's kind of uh, there's a wine out there. Called oh, you're in Amsterdam. I get it. Called Sofa King Buena. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Very clever. Good plan, words. Sofa King. So yeah. wow. Okay. All right. So um, so what? How did how did? What's the story of Damrek and its 
life coming into the United States, how long has it been here, and why in, in a huge world of gins, uh, how do you guys like separate yourself out and kind of stand out in the crowd? Stand out. It, you can taste it. It's a very nice, light gin or yeah, so that, that is very, very, um, you can do a lot with it. Mm -hmm. You know, in the gin category, we have the London dry gins, okay. um, which are very juniper forward, the traditional gins, which everyone thinks of when they think gin. And now you have the new world gins, which bring different botanicals forward. Like, for example, Hendrix gin is the number one new world gin. Sure. They bring forward cucumber and rose. Yes. Yep. So is Damarack, it's citrus forward gen. So this is, first of all, the biggest thing to know is that new world gen are growing because a lot of vodka drinkers are suddenly yeah. discovering that they actually like gin cocktails. I always say that if you don't like gin, it means you haven't had a good gin cocktail yet yeah, right. that you would like. Right. Um, so Damarack has been around since the year 2000. So we were one of the first new world gins out there. Although we're still a very small gin, we're growing slowly but surely in the U.S. now. Uh, still a small and craft brand, but um, we have quite high scores. You know, you mentioned the silver medal. We have 94 points from one enthusiast as well. And of course, the citrus forward flavor profile is what sets us apart. And it's really easy drinking. And with this right. gin, we bring you the... Uh, legend of Amsterdam. Yeah, and it's who not, doesn't like Amsterdam? It's it's got Absolutely. a it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, but it's also subtle at the same time, making it very uh, diverse for bartenders and and uh, craft cocktailers. It's and very easy, good, yeah, 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 and refreshing. Yeah, it's and it's very affordable. Yeah, uh, average. What's average retail? retail? Yeah, average retail would be around twenty one, twenty two dollars. So can't for that type of quality, absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, you can't beat that, and no. that you're, you definitely are seeing that in a in a world because I feel like it used to be just London dry style, and then it got very London dry style, very botanical, very floral, and there's only certain things you could you're limiting yourself with the amount of cocktails that you can do with it right. or how you drink it. But it seems like what you guys are doing with this. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And it, Thanks. And it looks beautiful. Looks beautiful. And actually, without all the uh, garnish, drinking it straight up is it's not overpoweringly, right? No. It's no. Pr pretty smooth, too. Do you have a, um, do you have like a favorite food you like to kind of oh, pair question. your gin cocktails with? I do. Are you a foodie? <laughs> I, I am. Oh, <laughs> Funny you right. ask. Uh, right. Do all you right. like oysters? Yeah. Oh, see, now you're talking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so my favorite surf is definitely pairing with oysters yeah. as an oyster shooter even. We've done some good events um, in Amsterdam with Dutch organic oysters. We've done events in Oregon with uh, West Coast oysters and in New York with Blue Points. So the way I like to do it personally is just pour a little bit of Damrak into, into the, oyster, the oyster over the oyster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's oh, savory, briny, yep. complimenting yep. the yeah. citrus gin. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that sounds really good. We had that. We had that at Bar Convent this year. Oh, oyster right. shooters. Uh, oyster yeah. shooters with gin, and I thought it was when I when we first saw it. I'm like, oh, I'm this not so weird. sure. But 
Oh God! Yeah, that's such they a work perfect well. pair. Yeah, it's such a perfect pair. Yeah. So that's your that's your favorite kind of pairing. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm a big oyster fan, I'm yeah. biased. Yeah, no, we are too. And have you? Um, does Amsterdam? Do they? Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam is a port city, so there's a lot of local oysters. Uh, a lot of oysters there from France too. There's Dutch oysters. Yeah. Last Ooh. time I was there, tried also Irish oysters, which were surprisingly delicious. Were they? Were they big? Yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I would. Well, I think as the as we're seeing, they have a little accent. <laughs> they do. On top of the morning, yeah. <laughs> How would you open me up? Now? <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you? <laughs> yeah, and the French oysters are like, ah, uh, uh, you, <laughs> you. <laughs> wow. All right. So, um, and uh, do you have um, any other foods that that you like to, as far as prepare or anything like that? Cook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not such a good cook, to be honest. I, do, I go for simple. Whatever okay. requires the Fresh least uh, dishwashing. That's a key factor. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, so fresh. Mostly salads. Okay. Yeah. All right, Brussels so sprouts okay. with some chicken. Brussels sprouts and gin. Can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Fresh gin. Yeah. That's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're, going, if you're talking about Spain and you're talking about tapas, I think any kind of tapas... Any kind of tapas, any seafood, yeah, right. I think, uh, just looking at this cocktail, any kind of seafood dish yeah. would go well with this. Yeah. For sure. And uh, we had an event in Denver recently where we did a pairing with local pork sliders. That also goes well. It's, it's all game. Yeah. Meat, yeah, fish, right. yeah. uh, apple cider donuts. Yeah, oh, yeah, we brought yeah, those. We're, <laughs> we're going to try that after this. Yeah, we brought those. Those are good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, gin is good at being refreshing and cutting through, uh, uh, you know, things like a pork slider, but it's mm. also just really nice to go along with things that are very light and refreshing. Yeah, so. it's a yeah good that's super. the key, to yeah. find the right gin cocktail, and then suddenly you're like, gin. Yeah, absolutely. I would love, I love to gin. convert vodka drinkers to gin. Yeah. So what's We'll get there. So what's next? What's next for, for Damrak and, and bowls in general? So for Denmark, we are kind of revamping our look. In the next year, we're going to bring a slightly re- redesigned bottle. Oh. That's actually you're making like me the break the news. No one knows yet. Oh, <laughs> really? Uh, we, yeah, we're going to bring a bit more of Amsterdam character to it because, you know, the yeah, gin right. category is so cluttered right now. It's so yeah. hard to stand out. Yeah, absolutely. We are... Um, the story of Amsterdam comes with the story of Damrak, so we want to make a better connection to the city. Yeah, I think that's important. I do too. And grassroots and all that. But the history alone, I didn't. Yeah, well, I, didn't. I didn't. I always thought gin originated in the UK. I did too. It's it's just very popular in the UK, but um, apparently not. No. So, so that is an important, and that's something that does stand out. You yeah. guys are the birthplace of gin. Exactly. And if you find yourself in Amsterdam. There's another cool thing I would recommend. We have a Damrak boat that does. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that does it's gin and tonic cruises along the canal. Cruise cruise on the canal. That's dangerous. Oh, Delta. <laughs> <laughs> Amsterdam. Yeah, here I th- we come. I think we. I think we can. I think we can yeah. manage to do that. Yeah. So when we do our next podcast in our next or our episode in uh, Amsterdam, we'll have to. We'll have to redo it on the on the Damrak. And they must have a 
Delta Sky Club there. It has to be. It has to be. It's a Sky High Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a KLM lounge, and Damark is also the premium gin of the KLM premium cabin. So if you fly first class KLM, you enjoy Damark gin. I do that. I do that all the time. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daily. And I work. feel kind of like I've been asleep. I I I, I can't believe we haven't done a Sky Club. We have now? We have now. The new men. Yeah. Never too late. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We're super excited for you. Um, it's nice to come to a Sky Club and have yeah. something other and something fresh and different at the place you'd get at, you know, a cocktail you'd get at a high-end cocktail. Yeah, and if you're, if you're at JFK, uh, between now and the end of the month, come in and get a, get a cocktail. Yeah. And it's On a Brittany. Spanish gin and tonic. And if you come into the club, it's totally complimentary, which is really nice. Awesome. What a deal. Uh, yeah, it's, Can't go wrong. Yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> 60 bucks, get drinking. Uh, so you can find Damrak. It's uh, distributed throughout the United States. You can buy it in your local liquor store, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And we're about to launch sales on our website, damrakgin.com. In a couple of weeks, you'll be able to order it direct. Brilliant. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be on the lookout. Um, if you get a chance to get Damrak, it's definitely worth trying it. It's a very versatile gin. It's and a weird word to pronounce for an American, huh? Damrak? Damrak. 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 It's not bad. Damrak. No, there's no uh. Damrak, mate. It's, it's two syllables. Damrak. Damrak. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure if you're at, at JFK, stop by. And thanks uh, for listening. And uh, pick up a cocktail, and thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by and listening in. Check us out, as well as other great podcasts, at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat and vibe and drink. See you next show.